Lager's Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. The Lakers got a lot of drama around them after a tough loss to Indiana. They got a, a good win against the Magic last night, Friday night. Let's jump into it. So like I mentioned in the intro, the Lakers got a lot of drama around them right now. They lost to the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday night, 111-104, to a seven-point loss to the Pacers, who are not a very good team this season. They have a record that's well below 500, and it just was a, it was a, a bad game for the Lakers. Like, it they couldn't get stops defensively, which was the kind of the key problems down the stretch. I mean, LeBron had 30 points, and in the score, like looking at the scoring on the box score, it's not too bad. You know, I, I talked about a few episodes ago how the Lakers, if they can just get multiple guys scoring in double figures and and, and things like that, the offense will 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 get there and and will get will be will be better. And in the game against the Pacers, you had LeBron with 30, Westbrook had 14. Carmelo had 14 off the bench, Malik Monk had 10 off the bench, and, and THC had a good game with 20 points off the bench. So you look at that breakdown, and for the most part, that's pretty good. You got five guys in double figures, LeBron with 30, uh, THT with 20, Westbrook and Carmelo with 14, and then Monk with 10. Like, that's a that's a pretty good breakdown scoring-wise. And, the star, I mean, you look at the starters, right? So who's... The people that started in the game were LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Avery Bradley, Trevor Ariza, and Dwight Howard. And it's interesting because they don't, with the starting lineups that Vogel puts out there, it, you have guys that don't get that much playing time, but they're in the starting lineup for whatever reason. I, I don't quite understand the thought process, right? But you have Trevor Ariza and Dwight Howard played 15 minutes and 13 minutes, respectively. Trevor Ariza had zero points in the game. Dwight Howard had five points in the game. And then Avery Bradley played 24 minutes, had five points in the game. And so, I mean, like, you look at the thing, you look at the the breakdown, the minutes breakdown, and the guys that were scoring the most points were getting the most playing time off the bench. You know, you had Reeves with 24 minutes, THT had 25 minutes, Monk had 27 minutes, Carmelo had 29 minutes. But, in, I mean, they're producing offensively, which is good, but, I mean, it only ended up with the Lakers getting 104 points in the game, which is not that high for the NBA, but they gave up 111 to the Pacers. So, you know, I... It's just bad. It was bad, down the stretch, bad defense, you know. And Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook had 14 points, but it was on 29% shooting. 5 of 17. Incredibly inefficient. Just not not that great. Uh, LeBron shot 50%, so 11 for 22. He was taking a lot of shots. The shooting wasn't, wasn't great. 44% from the field as a team. 32% from three for the team. And... You know, it's just one of those games where, like, there's no reason you should lose by seven points. There's no reason you should lose at all, but there's no reason you should lose by seven points and be trying to come back against the Indiana Pacers. 
And I mean, the, the Lakers let Karis Levert just go off. The down the stretch of the, the I mean, the big drama that I met, I was mentioning was surrounding Frank Vogel, who benched Russell Westbrook in the last three minutes of the game. And after the game, when he was asked about it, he just his answer was, "I, I had the guys on the floor that I thought could could win the game." Basically saying that he didn't think Russell Westbrook would help the Lakers win the game, which is pretty shocking. That is a that is shocking news. The shocking answer, and and after he said that, everyone was like, "Oh, Frank, well, he's done. Like he's gonna get fired. He knows he's getting fired, so he's just going out, basically swinging and and not holding anything back." Which kind of makes sense. I mean, he hasn't been fired yet as of this episode, as I'm recording this, but I I wouldn't be surprised. And after that game, it's just like you, the Lakers need to do something. After they lost that game, fire Frank Vogel, make trade. They need to do something because Lakers fans are like. The Lakers are the most popular team in the NBA, one, because L.A. is a big city, but two, because the fan base runs, you know, nationwide and even worldwide. And the fans, the Lakers Laker fans are some of the most passionate sports fans of all time. You know, people will say like, oh, Laker fans are bandwagon fans, things like that. And like, yeah, sure, we have, Lakers do have fans that are bandwagon fans because of the big brand and the, the cool brand and all the stars that have played for, for the Lakers and things like that. But the true Laker fan, there's a lot of true Laker fans, and those true Laker fans are extremely passionate and, and really do care about the team. And they're up in arms after that loss, myself included. I mean, it's just, yeah, they're trying to make a run. And I get it. We're playing without Anthony Davis, and there's still things happen. Like, there's still, the team's not fully healthy. There's still excuses that can be made. But the Lakers are a better team than the Pacers, even without Anthony Davis. And there's no reason they should lose that game. And I will say the defense down the stretch was just awful. I mean, the Lakers the Lakers played well, you know, looking at the box score, right? The Lakers had put up 32 points in the first quarter. They're up by nine after the first quarter, 32 to 23. And then they proceeded to get outscored in every single quarter. They scored 24 points in the second, third, and fourth quarter, which isn't bad. It's not great, but it's it's bad when you're giving up 27. So they gave up, the Lakers gave up 27 points in the second quarter, 26 in the third and then 35 in the fourth quarter. So just a terrible fourth quarter uh, ruined the game, you know. And I'm not – I hate to be that guy, but – and Carmelo put up 14 points. He played okay offensively. He had – um, you know, he shot 50%, 6 for 12. Like, But he didn't make a three. He was 0 for 5 from three, which, which kind of killed us too. Because it's weird, like Frank Vogel kept Carmelo in the game. Maybe because they were, he was hoping he could hit some big threes to bring us back or something, but his defense is so bad that it killed us down the stretch. I mean, you know, in I'm pretty sure Stanley Johnson was on the bench. So down the stretch, the Lakers needed needed to get stops. They needed to get stops and then go down and and score some baskets, obviously. And Car- they're playing small, and Carmelo was in at the center. LeBron was in at the power forward. Uh, I think you had like Avery Bradley and Malik Monk, and I'm forgetting who the other person was, but it was a small ball lineup, maybe Austin Reeves. And Stanley Johnson's been one of our best defenders since we signed him for the last, you know, since like Christmas Day, for for basically the last month. He's been one of the best defenders on the team. And Stanley Johnson's on the bench. After, mind you, the game before this, the Lakers beat the Jazz, Lakers' biggest win of the season, in which Stanley Johnson practically single-handedly won the game for us by putting up 12 points, 15 points in the fourth quarter alone, 
So like, it's not like Stanley Johnson can't score the basketball. He's not a great three point shooter, but he can he can score the basketball if he needs to, you know. And and he shouldn't have to do that with LeBron's on the court. You know, you have LeBron on the court, you have Malik Monk. Like Stanley Johnson doesn't have to be the number like the option to score unless he just is getting open and, and getting shots. But you have Stanley Johnson, one of our best defenders on the bench, and Carmelo Anthony, one of our worst defenders on the on the court. And not only is he one of your worst defenders and can't stop Karis LeVert, but he also isn't wasn't making his wasn't making threes on the stretch. He shot over five from three. And yeah, he had fourteen points, shot fifty percent from the field. But over like the reason the only reason I can think of why he's in the game at that at that point, instead of like Stanley Johnson, was to provide shooting. You know, after he missed two or three, right, it's like down the stretch, it's like, all right, like let's try something different. Let's play some defense. Let's get stops. And and it's weird because Vogel's a, a defensive, you know, minded coach, right? He's like he focuses on defense. That's part of why the Lakers were have been so good at defense the last two years. And you would think that he would want to do even though this isn't a great defensive team, there's a lot of players that aren't very good defenders on this on this current Lakers team. He knows that Stanley Johnson is one of the best defenders. Like why would you not put him in I don't know. It really made no sense to me. And, like, this is the first time I've pretty much defended Vogel to the point, like, he is dealing with a with a crappy hand with the team that he is working with. They're not great. They they don't put out effort. They Like, it goes from the top down, right? Like, I've called out Rob Palenka, LeBron James, the people making the decisions to sign the people, the, the guys on the team, right? I've called those guys out. It, it goes from the top down. But this is the first time, really, where I was extremely frustrated with the decision that Vogel made down the stretch. And I know I'm probably late to the party. There's been a lot of people that have been upset with Vogel going back to last season. But this this is just it's I just can't wrap my mind around it. And it's a loss that we shouldn't. It's it's one of those things where every time the Lakers lose, it feels like a new low in the season. I'm like we lose to a team that we shouldn't lose to. And then I'm like, okay, like this is where we're going to turn around. We're going to turn around here. We beat the jazz, right? Like, we beat the jazz. One of the, one of the better teams in the Western conference without Anthony Davis, a great defensive effort, a great defensive game after getting blown out by, by the nuggets, right? We could turn around and we put the effort in and we beat one of the better teams in the, in the Western conference. And I'm like, okay, maybe we're turning things around. We play the Pacers next, who is an extremely winnable team. It's an extremely winnable game. And then we go and we play, you know, on this road trip with the Magic and and some other good teams. So it's like this win, this game against the Pacers is important. Before going on the road trip, right? You want to get that. You, I mean, the Lakers need every win they can get. So any loss is just another nail in the coffin in this season, you know. And down the stretch, the Lakers just couldn't do it. Like they couldn't stop Karis LeVert. I know Karis LeVert is a is a good player. He's it's not like he's a bum. But to give up 30 points to Karis LeVert is just unbelievable. You you can't put a guy in there that can stop him. And I get some, you know, guys get hot, it happens. But the Lakers want to be a playoff team, and they want to play for a championship, which I'm not saying that this team is a championship championship, championship team. Well, I stuttered like hell right there. Um, I'm not saying they're a championship team, but... They're, they want to be in the playoffs, and, and any team that has LeBron James on it, there is a chance that they can make it to the championship, in my opinion. So, you want to be a championship team? Don't give up. 
I mean, in the fourth quarter alone, I think Karis LeVert had like 24 points or something like that. Like he had the majority of his points in the fourth quarter alone. And the Lakers gave up 35 points in the fourth quarter and only had 24 themselves. And there's just no reason that the Indiana Pacers should be putting up 111 points on you. And the Lakers' offense has struggled, has been struggling like crazy. They're really struggling to put points up on the board, and it's hard to watch. It's hard. They don't. There's no flow. They no people don't know what they're doing. You know, the Lakers are even in the win against the Jazz. They only scored 101 points. They they held the Jazz at 95, which is great. Again, great defense, but but just tough, tough. Def- the defense had been really bad leading up to you know like looking back to the beginning of january they gave up they beat the kings gave 114 beat the hawks but gave up 118 lost to the grizzlies giving up 127 lost to the kings giving up 125 got blown out by the nuggets giving up 133 beat the they finally played good defense and held the jazz to 95 then gave up 111 to the pacers and then last night we'll we'll jump into this now uh, the Lakers beat the Magic one sixteen to one hundred five on Friday last night Friday night. Uh, so giving one hundred five to the Magic that's it's not great but it's it's better than you know one hundred ten plus points. So a uh, good good overall game for the Lakers. They started off pretty slow in this in the first half against the Magic, and they they ramped it up in the second half and they ended up winning by eleven. So it, it turned out to be a good game. It was a little bit nerve wracking at the beginning. They were down by eight at halftime to the, mind you, eight and 39 magic. You know, I I have to, I feel like I have to keep saying that because again, it's a good win. It's a good, they win by 11, good win, but it's not special by any means. That's for sure. So they, they won 116 to 105. LeBron had 29. Again, good scoring from the team, right? It's with the Lakers. I will say since the, the lot since that bad loss the nuggets the offense is better in the sense that there's more guys stepping up and getting points so you have again it's funny though because like the start so the starters again last night were russell westbrook lebron james trevor ariza avery bradley dwight howard it's a little bit better of a lineup but like i don't understand why we're putting ariza in the starting lineup it doesn't totally make sense i, I guess maybe to get more size but i don't know anyways so Westbrook had 18, LeBron had 29, and then Monk had 10 again, Stanley Johnson had 11, and Carmelo had a good game with 23 points, at least a good offensive game. And Lakers won 116-105. They, you know, the highest scorer for the Magic was Jalen Suggs with 22 points, so they held him. Wendell Carter had 19 off the bench. Again, defense could have been better, but was good enough, so... The Lakers had a lot of turnovers, though. They had 18 turnovers in the game last night, which is pretty bad. The Magic had 17, so it was pretty much tit-for-tat there in the game. But the Lakers just, they shot well. They The Lakers shot 49% from the field and 43% from three, versus the Magic were 44% from the field and 27% from three. So Lakers just shot better. The offense looked pretty good. Defense was hit and miss. Defense looked terrible in the first half, and I, you know, I tweeted that it's not a coincidence that the Lakers' defense was good. You know, was better when 
uh, when Carmel was out. Although I say that now, and the Lakers' defense was was not. It was it was good against the Jazz, which I was kind of referring to. But Carmelo, he just can't defend anybody. It's it's pretty insane for a guy that's like six. I think he's like six foot eight, six foot nine. He's a pretty tall dude, but his he just cannot. He gets guys with inside of him, and he gets too low under the basket, and he just gives up a ton of layups and can't keep guys away from getting to the hoop. It, it and he's old now, so he's kind of slow. And anyways, defense. There's a little. They, there's a little left to be desired in that game against the Magic, but it was again good enough to to get the win. 116-105, which is a good win. It's a good win, and I'm I'm happy to see the Lakers actually win a, win a basketball game. So, Lakers are back at 500, and looking at the standings, they they are currently in the seventh seed in the West. The Nuggets are a game ahead of them, or two games ahead of them. Uh, the Clippers are a game behind them. And then the Lakers are, so they're three games back from the fifth spot, and they're seven games back from the fourth spot. So fourth spot is going to, it's still tough. I mean, that's tough. Lakers, basically the Lakers, what has to happen is when Anthony Davis comes back, they have to go on a run. They have to go on like a crazy win streak in order to get out from the bottom rung of the Western Conference uh, playoff pool. So as of right now, at the seventh seed, if the playoffs were to happen today, Lakers would be in the playing tournament again, which is, at this point with how the Lakers are playing, I don't trust. I mean, I know LeBron is LeBron, but he's old. I'm seeing less and less of him really taking over games, even though he's putting up 30 points and he's, you know, he's been average. He, I think he's scored 25 plus points in 16 or 17 consecutive games now, which is insane. It's it's great. But I feel like I'm, I'm not really seeing him. And maybe it's just because it's the the regular season, but I'm not really seeing him take over games and just win games for the Lakers this season. So if the Lakers get stuck in a playing tournament game, I don't necessarily have a ton of faith based on how the team's been playing that they can just get that win easily. You know, I mean, even in last year against in the playing tournament, the Lakers were in the seventh seed and had to play the the Warriors in the first game. It was a close game. It wasn't a, a sure win. You know. So, I would love for the Lakers to, at the very least, not be in the playing tournament. If we could, honestly, at this point, like, my hopes and my, my goals for the Lakers this season are to end the season in the sixth seed. As of right now, if they did that, they would play the Grizzlies, which the Grizzlies have had our number this season, but in the playoffs, they're a young team. John Morant hasn't. I think mean, he's been there like once, I think, when he was a rookie. Um, so, you know, he's been there once. Like, it's, it's a young team. Lakers have the veterans. You like that matchup, you know, so I wouldn't mind that too much. So, that's kind of where the Lakers stand. They're 23 and 23 on the season. And there's still some time where they could go on a run. But they're also running out of time. You know, we're more than halfway through the season. Anthony Davis should hopefully be coming back soon. And if if Anthony Davis comes back and the Lakers can go on a run, that would be huge. And and it, it's possible, but something needs to change with the Lakers. It, they got to give more effort. They got to. Russell Westbrook has been since, you know, since he's been called out the last few games since last uh, against the the Pacers, he came out and he played 
he played much better against the the Magic last night against the Magic, but it's a it's good to see at least. But again, whether it's a trade, I don't you know. Again, does firing Frank Vogel really change anything? I don't know. It it only does if there's if within the team they they know that the players don't like him or, or don't want to play for him. In that case, that's when you would would fire him. This the situation with Russell Westbrook. You know, I don't, I don't know. With with Frank Vogel benching him against the Pacers, right? It's like that's tough. That's one of your superstars on the team. You know, a member of the quote unquote big three for the Lakers. I don't disagree with. It's funny because I don't disagree with the uh, strategy. I've said this many times that you can't in a close game. Russell Westbrook just makes dumb decisions. I'd rather have other people on the court. Like I still wouldn't. You know, I'm talking about how I didn't want Carmelo on the court either. You know, I still wouldn't have put Russell Westbrook in instead of Carmelo. It would have been Stanley Johnson. I would have had on the floor, you know, if you're trying to get stops down the stretch on the floor, I would have LeBron James, and you're playing small. I would have LeBron James, Malik Monk, Avery Bradley, Stanley Johnson, and Reeves. That that would be the guys I would have on the floor. If I'm if I am desperate for stops in, in good defense, that's who I have on the floor. So I still wouldn't have Russell Westbrook down the stretch just because he's not a very good defender and he makes dumb decisions on offense. And he kills he's killed the Lakers multiple times in close games down the stretch with like a dumb three point shot that didn't need to be taken or, or things like that. So it's funny because I don't necessarily disagree with the decision of Frank Vogel down the stretch with uh, benching Russell Westbrook, but it's a bold move to first of all to do that to even do it in the first place and then also to do it and then just say to the press that you just thought you were putting the you know the guys on the court that that would win the game for us and he turned out to be wrong the Lakers lost the game so the guys on the court did not win it for us but I think that's more about um Carmelo than than Russell Westbrook so a lot of drama swirling around the Lakers is Frank Vogel gonna get fired will he not get fired I don't know I don't I still don't see a ton of I go back and forth on it right it's like I want to see some change because I want to see the Lakers figure something out and whatever has been happening is just not working. And I, you know, I tweeted this after the Pacers, the loss against the Pacers where for as inconsistent as the Lakers have been this season, they've won games, they've lost games, they've lost to good teams, they've beat good teams, they've lost to bad teams, they've beat bad teams. It's it's been inconsistent. There's been no real rhyme or reason as to how the Lakers play, I feel like. But the only consistency this season is that the Lakers are not willing to put in the effort and play with the urgency on defense specifically, but on both sides of the ball to win to win ball games. They just haven't all season. They have not been willing to put in the the effort needed to win a basketball game. That's why we lose to the Pacers. We don't we don't give up thirty points to Karis LeVert because he's an outstanding basketball player. He's a good player. He's not like I said. He's not a bum. But him dropping 30 points on a team that has, like, LeBron James and, again, Anthony Davis isn't there. But, like, you've got to be able to figure out a way. Like, you're a, you, the Lakers right now are a playoff team, right? They're not a good team, but they're a playoff team right now in the West. And you can't beat the Indiana Pacers, who are 17 and 29 right now. They're not, the, the Pacers are not a playoff team. They, they're not even in a playoff tournament. They're... 13th in the Eastern Conference right now. 
So, you know, it's it's just a bad loss. And the Lakers put zero effort in down the stretch. They couldn't get a stop. It, it just, again, that was a really bad loss. And, again, good that the Lakers turned it around on the road, got a win in Orlando. But Orlando sucks. They're eight. They have eight wins. They're the worst team in the NBA. So, again, it, I don't. It's good to get a win. It's good again. The Lakers need every single win that they, that, that they can get, but you're gonna have to look at the rest of you know the upcoming schedule, right? So the Lakers play Sunday against the Heat in Miami. Then they play Tuesday in Brooklyn against the Nets, and then Thursday they play in Philadelphia in against the Sixers. So the next three games are gonna be tough. You can expect. I'm. I mean, I go into those games expecting losses. We've beat the Heat before. The Heat have had some injury trouble. You know, Bam Adebayo has been in and out. Jimmy Butler has been out. So, but I mean, the Heat also like blew out the Suns not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. So the Heat are a good team. They're one of the best teams in the East right now. Uh, the Nets are one of the best teams in the East, and the Sixers are one of the best teams in the East. And the Eastern Conference is good this year. You know, you have um, Brooklyn is number one. Miami's number three, Philadelphia's number six. So they're all good teams. The Lakers are a team that is struggling. We Can we beat these teams? Yes, 100%. We beat the Heat earlier in the season. We were close against the Nets on Christmas Day. I don't know if we played the Sixers yet this season. But, um, again, they're, they're six. Like, of all three of those teams, they're the quote-unquote worst team, record-wise at least. So, But we're a small ball, we're a small ball team missing Anthony Davis and Joel, Joel Embiid is one of the one of the best bigs in the league, right? So that's going to be tough unless Anthony Davis can come back before that game, right? It's like there's big hurdles in all these games. And if we could win one of them, that's a win in my book. Like that's a that is that's that's great. Going into the next three games, I have very low expectations for the Lakers. It's going still going to be extremely frustrating. It's going to be hard to watch, but I don't I my hopes are not very high for those next three games. So yeah, I you know, I don't I am not looking forward to how the Lakers are gonna do. If they can if the Lakers can ramp up their defense and play how they did against the Jazz, they can definitely definitely get the win. You know, they can win beat these teams. They, we beat the Jazz. Jazz are a good team. The Lakers know they've shown that they can do what needs to be done to beat good teams in the NBA. It hasn't happened a ton. Happened early on, early on in the season against the Heat, who again were missing some of their better players, but it's you know wins a win, and then against the Jazz, right? Like that without Anthony Davis, that's the best win of the season so far. So take what you did against Jazz, do it against the other two teams, other those other three other three teams, and and let's try and get the wins, you know. Um, and I'm just gonna do a quick transition. I only got one question for the mailbag segment, so I'm not gonna do like a break or anything. So. <laughs> Onassis asks, is Russell Westbrook a bum? I mean, people that have been listening to this know what I'm going to say. He does good things. He does bad things. I wouldn't say he's a bum. I think that's a little too extreme, maybe. But against the Magic last night, he did shoot a shot off the top of the backboard again. Right? It's like, again, I'm not an NBA player. I do play basketball. I've never shot a a shot off the top of the backboard. I can say that as I can say that much. Right. So it's like, I'm not, again, not saying anything about my level of basketball skills versus Russell Westbrook's, but there's gotta be some, there's gotta be some element of bum in you to do that, in my opinion. So 
I'm not. I wouldn't say he's a full-on bum, but he needs some help. He needs some help. He's not. He is not efficient. The turnovers. People argue the turnover turnovers aren't that bad because good. You know, you're doing good things. Like it's like the risk reward situation, right? Where it's like if you're playing hard and you're and you're trying to make good passes, you're trying to like do certain things. You're going to turn the ball over. If you're if you're playing it too safe and you're not turning the ball over, maybe you're not playing great basketball. That's kind of the argument. I see this from both sides. I mean, when you have like the Lakers having 18 turnovers against the Magic last night, that could have killed them. And a lot of those turnovers were in the first half, and they were down by eight in the first half, right? So, like at, at halftime. So that situation is it, the turnover thing. I go back and forth on, um, but he's not very efficient, right? He has. Like against the Pacers, he had 14 points on 29% shooting. He, again, last night against the Magic was better. He had like 18, 19 points on 50% shooting. That was that's better. Uh, but he's most of the time not very efficient. He has zero touch around the rim, which is, is is shocking. The amount of layups he misses, the amount of like short jump shots he he can't even get close on is is just is kind of crazy to me. Those are those are like my biggest gripes about him. And then his his bad defense also is probably one of the worst aspects of his situation so is Russell Westbrook a bum at times I guess yes but I wouldn't say all the time it, it he's again he's not my choice for who the Lakers should have gone after in the offseason the last offseason but it is what it is I'm trying to learn to like him and, and root for him and stuff and he doesn't make it easy but you know, I'm not the biggest Russell Westbrook fan. Never really have been, but it is what it is. So the answer to that question is yes and yes and no. Like he is at times for sure, but he isn't always. There has been some bright glimpses with with him. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Have a great rest of your weekend. Go Lakers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Go Lakers!